This episode is brought to you by Zencaster. Zencaster is the number one tool for all podcasters. You can record high fidelity audio between remote locations and get studio quality sound. Go to Zencaster.com and use coupon code that entertains for 20% off for three months or 20% off an annual plan. Welcome to this week's edition of Everything is Awesome. I am your host, Kevin. This is the show where we sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things. That was real radio hacky, isn't it? Uh, wow. Uh, and the, fu- the best part about this episode that I'm recording an intro for is I may have recorded an intro on the fly uh, with this week's guest. Uh, so I, I forget. But uh, at long last, my friends, at long last, here is our best of 2018 episode. Um, and it's something, it's the first time we've done like a, a best of slash year in review episode uh, of, of this podcast. Uh, and I really enjoyed it and I want to tweak it and I, I want to make it in like an annual thing now uh, because I really enjoyed sitting down. We sat down with uh, my, my best friend in the world, uh, Mike D'Angelo, uh, creator of Telus and Quantum Quest. And we, uh, we just talked about 2018 and uh, not necessarily like... The best of 2018 in a pop culture sense, yes, we did talk and a lot about movies and, and whatnot and TV. Like, we did focus a lot on pop culture, but we also, like, talked about some personal, like, wins and, and whatnot uh, for 2018. And um, we talked about what we would like to see in 2019. And uh, it, w- it was just, like, a nice, like, little, like, relaxing kind of conversation with my best buddy in the world. And um, we don't – we talk all the time. Uh, but rarely do we sit down and talk for the podcast and, um, not like it, it, like, yes, this was a little bit structured and, and it was not maybe a natural conversation, but, um, I really like our conversations that we have that we sit down and, and have for the podcast. Like it's a throwback to, um, what we used to do with like traditional, um, radio based podcasting where it's just, you know, a couple of guys sitting around chatting um, and I use the, the royal sense of guys, like guys, gals, whoever, you know, gender notwithstanding, just people, a couple of people sitting down and, and chatting. Um, and, and while that's what this show is every single week, um, it's not the same two people every single time. One person's consistently the same. So I really like, like these episodes when I sit down and record with Mike. Um, and there's some other people that are kind of like in that tier now. Garrett, um, is one of them. Uh, Ben from the, uh, Pot of Love podcast, I feel is slowly becoming one of them. Uh, or, or and honestly, I think he's only been on the show, uh, once maybe, but like we've talked a few times like for other related podcasts and whatnot. Uh, he's been on the show twice cause episode 150, uh, one, once proper, once for a game. Um, so like, but I like we talk Ben and I talk a lot, and I foresee that being like a natural thing that happens is I have these um, people that are going to be like frequent guests, and and I just really enjoy talking to like in and out of podcasting, um, and you can see that and hear that I think in our conversations that we have here. So um, 
So uh, really excited for you guys to listen to this. Um, just casual conversation between two best friends uh, talking about the best of 2018, trying to keep things positive. Um, it feels like every year uh, at the end of a year, we sit down and say, um, man, this was a shitty year. Like what a shitty, shitty year. Um, and, and it seems like, you know, there's a constant to that. Like it's, it's been pretty much since 2016 we've been saying that. Um, and, and for me, yeah, 2016 sucked on, on a, like on a, uh, a human American level. Um, but it also sucked on the very Kev level because that was the year my uncle was diagnosed and lost his battle to cancer. Um, and, uh, you know, 2017, uh, I guess was slightly better, but it was, it was still kind of like a, a human dumpster fire, uh, you know, in, in America here, just a big old dumpster fire uh with things that were happening politically and what that meant to like you know we, we kind of like really in 2017 saw like even more so in than 2016 like what some people really are like w- you know because of what uh the the current administration kind of has made seem acceptable um and and unfortunately that kind of continued into 2018 and it and it I don't know if it got worse than 2017 again, but 2018 was another year for me that like on a personal level, um, on a Kev level, it just was like a dumpster fire every year. Cause it was the, it was the, the near, very near the anniversary of my uncle's passing, uh, was when my father was diagnosed with cancer. Um, but, uh, you know, and w- I, I, w- I want to sit down with a couple people and have like a festival, uh, a festival retrospective still, um, to talk about, uh, like, after the festival like let's chat about that and uh like everyone's experiences with it and um i uh but but we kicked 2019 we kicked 2019 off right i feel like 2019 feels good so far uh at the time of this recording it's actually spoiler been uh a couple months into to 2019 and yeah politically it still kind of sucks um but i feel like there's a I feel like the resistance is making progress. I feel like there's um, small steps, and sometimes those steps results in, in having to take huge leaps backwards just to get those small steps forward. Um, but I, there's, I don't know, there's just something that feels a little bit different about 2019 so far. Um, and maybe it's because on a very Kev level so far, it's been a, a great year. You know, uh, you knock on wood, but it's been a pretty great year for for Kevin 2019. We held the festivals already. You know, um, as, at the time of this, re- you know, the actual conversation between Mike and I, we didn't. But um, now, Kev doing this intro, we had a, an amazing festival that came together between four venues and um, like 24 or so podcasts and 20 to 25 comedians and. Um, we, there were some, there were some, uh, issues, uh, at some of the venues. Um, but for at least the tattooed mom venue, things went super smooth. And at tattooed mom day of cash in hand, we raised more money than we've raised the previous two years combined. Um, and, and all together with everything we raised ahead of time, we raised almost $800, 781 bucks we raised for the Headstrong Foundation, which covers a week's stay for a family that needs to stay at Nick's house. Um, and that felt really good. Uh, and, and, you know, 
my fiance's, you know, her her birthday. I mean, I guess as adults, birthdays are birthdays, but you know, just another year alive, another year of being healthy and alive, hitting thirty five, you know, and um, you know, the the kid turned seven, and and just seeing uh, my son like progress and and become like like a seven year old kid that's like can read and like almost has like a little bit of independence to some degree. My daughter, who's four, going to be five soon, like also kind of because she has her big brother to like see what he does like kind of gaining a little bit of independence but still um being a monster for lack of a better term um that like that's great and like the the festival and and um you know move progress with with um you know getting married you know like booking a place and making progress there like that all is like so so it's 2019 has been a great year and, and and part of that is like i have truly tried to eliminate some things from from my life that are toxic um and 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 i feel like it's going great it's going great so um this was a long-winded way of saying here's a conversation between mike d'angelo and i uh about 2018 what we liked what we loved uh very i think if i remember correctly we focused be we focused on the positive because it is easy to, to focus on the negative at the end of the year so I, i'm pretty sure we we focused on positive if we talked to negative it wasn't a lot we didn't feature it long we just kind of mentioned things here and there um but uh we, we it was, what great conversation um across the board between mike so uh Make sure you check that out uh, in a couple seconds here. Uh, and, of course, uh, if you want to support this show, support uh, me, the, the, there's a bunch of ways to do that. The easiest of which is to leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes for Everything is Awesome or any other podcast that I'm on, whether it's as a host or a guest or a player or something. Please, anything you hear me on, please, 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 make sure you go back and leave a five-star review uh, and just, you know, pump up those podcasters and, and whatnot because those five stars ratings and reviews mean the world to a podcaster and it actually helps it makes a difference every single review every single rating um makes a huge difference um for a podcaster it, it literally could mean the death the life or death of a podcast for some people not for everybody but you know there's some people who will who who need that to keep going there's some people who who need that to to make this a sustainable business you know so if you listen to a podcast even if it's not everything is awesome um please leave five star rating reviews if you listen to a bunch of podcasts one a week one a week um, you know, pick a show. All right, I'm, this week I'm gonna leave a rating for for everything is awesome. Next week I'm gonna do party one. Uh, you know what? This week I'm gonna do pot of love. Uh, so please, please, please. That means, like I said, it means the world to people. Word of mouth recommendations. I guess it's technically easier uh, to let people know that you're listening to everything is awesome on awesomepodcast.com or just start on, force it down their throats when you're in the car with them. Uh, or, but the other way that you can help support this show and really support me as a content creator. Um, so that I can do more things um, beyond just sitting around and talking to people uh, is by going to patreon.com slash that nerdy kev for as little as two dollars 
uh, a month, you can subscribe to our Patreon and and get first look access. Uh, you you can get you can just get a bunch of stuff. You can be uh, the the awesome yearbook that we're going to be doing, or I, I forget maybe it's a maybe it's a zine. I called it. I forget what I how I exactly labeled it. But every December we're going to be putting together um, like a little uh, year of kind of review uh, PDF file uh, that features like a yearbook you know section. Um, and whatnot. It's it's a little fun thing that we're going to be putting together. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, patreon.com slash that nerdy kev. The, the funds we raise through those subscriptions goes to covering hosting fees and, uh, you know, getting people paid and just allowing this you know, thing that I do to grow. Um, go to more cons. Uh, you know, uh, uh, do more creative things in the video and audio landscape and whatnot so uh it would mean the world to me make sure you check out our our podcast network as well that entertains.com slash network uh we have a bunch of great shows there as well so uh thank you so much for listening uh and here is my conversation with mr mike d'angelo right here on the that's entertainment podcast network at that entertains.com slash network and of course on awesomepodcast.com i'm not gonna intro the show i guess i could intro the show because it's a very special show why cut a pre or i guess a post intro in i don't know welcome to this week's edition of everything is awesome i am your host kev and this is the show where we sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things uh and at the time of this recording i'm actually still uh, approximately 10 to <laughs> 10 episodes behind in posting everything is awesome but uh we're recording this during what i'm dubbing the week of awesome uh and you're going to be getting anywhere between one and two episodes of everything is awesome a day uh though i'm only really going to advertise like the major ones other ones like uh the halloween special uh remembering stanley the thanksgiving special things that aren't actually featuring guests i'm not going to really uh uh, you know, advertised because the guest is more important. Speaking of this week, uh, I decided I wanted to sit down because I'm just like jazzed about movies really <laughs> this year, but I wanted to sit down uh, and talk about like the best of 2018. Uh, and I have decided to do that with my frequent co-host at live shows. The one, the only Michael D'Angelo. With that. Uh, <laughs> is that still cool? I don't know if that's still cool. Probably that's a ninety. So cool. it's, it's a nineties thing. That's that's a commercial on nineties um, uh, on nine for Sirius XM. We're we're, we're on the eighties right now, so I feel like you give it ten years and WhatsApp will be cool again. Yeah, t- totally. Um, so this is. Uh, I don't know when the, this is airing. It's it's uh, the date is going to be probably January second uh, on on your podcast feed, but I think it's going live around the ninth. Um, <clears throat> but uh, it's. As of the recording, it is New Year's Eve, uh, and we are sitting in um, a conference room. I don't know if you want me to say where we're actually at, uh, but we're in a conference room that's it's a cold-ass building. I'll say that. Yeah, they, they, they always keep the heat down in my, my place of employment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, it's, uh, God, this right here makes me wish we had like all the money in the world so that we could have our own office. I mean, we play our cards right. We got those two guys who are opening Funzilla right around the corner from us. They made a dream come true, Kev. We could do it, that's too. That's true. Well, now, is Funzilla uh, a place that's around 
Like that's not. I, I think it's like it's it's one of a kind. Oh like really? Yeah. I don't I don't think that they've done this before, or or if it is, it's not anywhere local. Yeah, I thought there was an. I thought I thought maybe it's just another place like it in Jersey. I thought there was a, a place called Funzilla in Jersey. It's possible. Um, I only did a little bit of research based on what I want to see at this current one that we're mm-hmm. gonna have probably early next year. Yeah, I I've dri- I drive by somewhat frequently. Um, and uh, the prog- I've seen the progress and whatnot. But anyway. Uh, so yeah, I just I wanted to do like a best of 2018, because uh, it's crazy if you sit down and think about this year. Like I, I feel like every year we kind of sit down as a general we, the royal we, uh, <laughs> and say that like man, this past year has been uh, a quick one, pretty fucked up. Oh yeah. Ever since I, I thought 2016. you were just talking about how quick it goes, no. but yeah, it keeps on getting worse too. I, I, and every time you feel like the bar gets lowered and lowered and lowered, and it's like we're actually digging a trench to make yeah. the bar even further. And how can this year be worse than? And like for me, like it's always been like usually something personal. I guess really only 2016 had some personal stuff. 2017, I don't think was terrible on a personal level. I can't really think of anything personal. 2016 was just when my my uncle passed away, uh, and. Uh, but like also for everyone else, it was when uh, he who shall not be named was elected. Trump, <laughs> and and you just don't that know. actually makes him sound cool. That's <laughs> yeah, like yeah, you can I almost imagine him as like a Voltron like yeah, type like yeah. robot. Um, so it, it's it's just weird. It's unbelievable how every year we can say it just gets worse because of said uh, uh, cool nickname guy, even though he's a terrible human being. Um, but we're not going to get into politics. I wanted to do best of 2018, and really, neither of have notes in front of us because we're just going to wing best of 2018. Um, but I wanted to highlight things in 2018 because I feel like it's so easy to just look back and say, "Well, this is shitty." This and and there's been some shitty things that's happened to to me in 2018 as well. Uh, but I wanted to focus on like the positive because I don't think there's enough of that. Uh, and for me, one of the biggest positives is just film because it was actually I don't know. Uh, do you you never got Movie Pass or A List, right? No. Um, for me, I did. I had both uh, and have A List currently. So for me, film is a pretty big highlight of 2018. And like I listen to uh, mainly, I think the only movie podcast I listen to is Garrett's and and Dan's. Um, I like to movie movie, uh, and. So I usually that's where I get all my movie information from. But like for the first time, uh, and I haven't listened to their top ten yet because that's a, a a four hour event, four and a half hour <laughs> podcast that they recorded. B, um, I want to like officially get my list hammered down before like I am influenced by their lists. But for the first time, like normally, how many movies a year do you think you see? I probably in theater see in theater probably around twenty. Twenty. So for me, I don't. And that was probably pre children is what i saw is that uh, it's probably more like five up until 2018 where movie pass and a list uh, came into the picture and i saw i saw more than this but actual films released in the theater that i saw i i guess this includes netflix films too so they're not just theater films but 2018 films that i saw uh in theater on netflix was uh 39 wow 39 plus whatever else I watched on DVD uh, or Netflix that wasn't released this year. It's a pretty high number. Um, and I would say, let's say like, let's add maybe 10 to, we'll say 50. I saw 50 movies this year 
Um, cause I, I keep, try to keep track on letterbox now, yeah. even if it's something that I've seen before. So, and out of those 50, I, obviously at least 39 of them I've never seen before because they were new to this year. Um, and I've only had a couple repeat viewings of things like get out. I saw again, which get out was a 2017. So, but that, this is my point. Like think back black Panther was a film released in 2018. Yeah. It was way back in what February. February. So like. And and they I think Garrett and Dan said this on their episode before the their big best of episode. Twenty eighteen is a pretty big year for movies, as far as like being culturally important. But I think it's also going to be a big year. It's going to be one of those years where, in in ten to fifteen years, people are going to look back and say, "Man, twenty eighteen was a good year for films," because. I, and I only say that because there's just I, looking at the list of movies that I saw this year, like it's it's just insane. Like, and this isn't a good. We were just discussing this. Maybe it's not necessarily a good movie, uh, but the Black Mirror, uh, what's it, Bandersnatch? Bandersnatch, yeah. yeah. That movie, um, while not necessarily a good movie, um, it is such a unique experience to to watch that movie and and interact with that movie. That that's a like. It makes 2018 like a good year for film, I think, because it's just something unique with the medium that we haven't seen to that quality before, I guess. And when you think about it, too, like th- we've had the potential to do stuff like that for mm-hmm. a long time. It was just somebody decided to go like, we've got this technology. Why don't we just kind of turn it around and just kind of tweak things and experiment yeah. a little bit? Yeah. And like I said, I mean, you know, and we won't get into it fully on this uh, right now. But as we were saying before we started recording, there's a couple things that they could have done here and there, I think, to, to make that experience even better. Um, I just don't know. I think telling an interactive movie, A, is it still a movie at that point? B um when you're telling it at that it's it's really kind of like um a really expensive telltale game almost yeah basically Uh, i mean you don't have as many options i don't think because you can't go back and forth and try and find you know whatever you're looking for um you know and and they kind of set that precedent within the story itself like Mm -hmm. it gives you one or two choices yeah um i think that with the technology going the way it is i wouldn't be surprised if we have something that gets to a point where it's like you can go and hit a button and then it'll bring up like a menu, like mm-hmm. look, pick up, whatever. Yeah. I, I, and I don't know that I even wanted that. The, I, I, at that point, again, it's not really a film. I, I think that having limiting the options allows it to be more film-esque. Um, I, my biggest complaint, and this is, we, we can end on a cu- these couple notes here. My biggest complaint about that movie slash interactive uh, experience is that it was, um, the, when you when you had to make a decision, it oh, it wasn't tight. It, 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 I know they have to make it wait like the ten seconds or whatever, so you give someone enough time to actually decide what they want to do. Yeah. It's what's happening during that ten seconds that feels like nothing's happening. Um, yeah, I mean, and and the actors did like their best to kind of yeah. like, stretch it out and make it feel like a normal feeling. Because I mean. In, in certain circumstances, you're not going to be like, oh, yeah, right away. Like, you're like, I have to ruminate. Like, there's yeah. there's an actual thought going through to this. Am I going to do X or am I going mm-hmm. to do Y? But a lot of the times, what we're doing doesn't require that much forethought. Right. It's, I'm going to, you know, just kind of on the seat of my pants decide yeah. I'm going to eat Frosties, the cereal. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think they did a good job with, like, having there be a conversation with his father. I think, again, th- not enough. There was enough there. W- both times that you had to choose music... 
Um, or at least for me, I don't know. I, I had to choose music two times, right? Yeah, one and, was what he was going to listen to then, and then one was what he was going to buy. List yep. based on yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I feel like that to help that make it not seem as unnatural as it was. Easily just looking at the back of the things, reading the song list, like that could have been a ten second filler that would have made it at least feel a little bit more natural for a movie. I yep. think, but um. But yeah, that's my biggest complaint. Was that, and, and I don't know that there's necessarily a good way, or if there is, I'm not the one to think of it right now, at least. Uh, but w- just one of the many things that made film interesting this year. But um, I don't want to concentrate on film, film too much. Uh, we could do like some some like high end information. Like, do you know that this was the year that Fifty Shades they ran its course? There's no more Fifty Fifty Shades after this. The movies yeah, yeah yeah the 50 shades series yeah, that's done no, i didn't even pay Those, attention this the year. seats are going to be drier in the uh, theaters <laughs> yo um, did you you know here's one of so because i've seen so many movies this year like one of the highlights for me as um for 2018 and I, it's been around longer than 2018 but is the the concept of like i'll say i'll limit it to just reserving seats like for now for me amc theaters at least in the beginning of the, th- the year, the one that is near Austin Shamney, not every theater was reserved seats. Yeah. Now, now th- they are. I, I think. think they all are reserved seats. And and furthermore, at least, you know, the one thing I miss about uh, Oxford Valley, Regal, United Arts, whatever they're called now, uh, is that every theater there has comfy seats. Yes. AMC, it's only those four big theaters that have, I think it's just the four. No, I think all of them have the no, reclining seats now, don't no, they? No, no, no. I've gone to... So you still have to reserve even if it's not a reclining seat. Yes. That's interesting. So like, I went to go see Aquaman at a regular digital screening okay. at 11 p.m., uh, and it was a huge ass theater. I was thinking it was theater two, but there's all just the normal seats. Really? Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. That's interesting. Uh, I, and I think it was I, I, maybe it was a different theater number, but whatever. It was one of the big ass theaters that wasn't IMAX. It wasn't uh, Dolby. Um, and it wasn't three day, and it was well, the reclining seats. They they definitely take up more space, so you yes. can't fit as many people. Yeah. So I wonder if that's why. They've kept it like if that. I'm they AMC, want to jam yes. people in yeah. there. Because because they're able, AMC is able to keep ticket prices low mm-hmm. because of that. Yeah. Whereas AMC, like there's only like there's a flat rate. Yeah. Uh, maybe there's a, a, a kid rate and a senior citizen rate, but other than that, there's no matinee rate. There's no, like you pay one price no matter what time you go see a theater a movie. Yeah. AMC, you can go still go see cheap tickets on Tuesday. I mean, it doesn't matter for me because I have a a list. But and that's another best of for me. Like and and I again, a movie pass is something that started in 27. Well. I don't know when it started, but the idea of having a, such a cheap pricing structure. Do you started think that that's going to continue, or do you think that what A List is doing and, and AMC, uh, what they're doing is trying to price um, MoviePass out of the market to the point where they will stop doing what they're doing, and then they'll kind of change what they're doing as well? So I think that I I, I hope they don't change much. AMC, I think, and AMC A List started in 2018. So for for even though MoviePass is what I use for a majority of uh, 2018 another highlight of 2018 for me is the a-list i think it's well worth the extra i think it's going to end up being an extra 12 dollars um in pennsylvania um i think it's, right now i'm paying 20 in i forget when i think when my year is up uh which will be in august i believe or maybe october somewhere around there um is when it will go up to i think 23 dollars a month something like that um, still, so you have to see two movies a month, and mm-hmm. it makes up for itself. And, and yeah, and then really, you could see one IMAX 3D movie and one regular movie, and then yeah. that, and that's the the downfall of Movie Pass. 
I don't even know what the, <laughs> they're down. Well, There's so many they, factors. They thought that it was going to be a slower go, I think, and then they could have ramped up like mm-hmm. Netflix, was, you know, did because Netflix started it was like six ninety nine or mm-hmm. something like that, and now it's like you know twelve ninety nine yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but Movie Pass started off and it was too cheap to to sustain, to sustain yeah. itself, and then more people just kind of like it was like being on a life raft that could fit five people and all of a sudden 50 people were in there and they were hoping to force amc because amc is probably i know regal's big but amc is the biggest movie chain out there right uh, at least in the united states and i think they were hoping to force amc into some sort of deal where they would get kickbacks from every ticket sold or something like that no yeah. or from concessions but at or the something. same time if you're a company as big as amc why not just do your own thing and now helios and matheson the company that yes. owns movie pass they were doing phenomenal so it looked like they could do anything they wanted mm-hmm. but they're historically they're not doing movie based ventures or anything they're they're a security firm yeah so yeah. it was like they were trying to diversify and they just kind of went into territory that they didn't understand mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. and i and i wh- the best thing that movie pass did was enlighten everybody including amc on what people want in a movie going experience and that is a subscription based plan where because amc th- they limit you you can only see 3 movies a week and which is plenty, to be perfectly honest. Which is plenty. You don't need to see uh, f- five movies or seven movies a week. You don't need to. And and I'm part of the problem because I did see a lot. I saw an average of six movies a month with Movie Pass. With AMC, well, now you can still do twelve, couldn't yeah. you? Yeah, 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 yeah. And and, and I, with AMC, I probably average in the holiday season since October. I've averaged far less, uh, but I average you know three to five. Yeah. Um and. And they're banking on people not taking advantage. Well, yeah, it's it's the whole gym, you know, fitness mm-hmm. club kind of thing where it's like we're going to get you to sign up and hopefully you won't show yeah. up. But yeah. the thing about it is people don't like going to the gym because they don't like going to the gym. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to give someone a free opportunity to experience something they want to experience, mm-hmm. I wonder if AMC is going to dig themselves into the same hole that MoviePass I don't did. think so because, because for them, right, so here's where – Movie Pass loses their advantage and AMC gains it. Is AMC has to turn the lights on anyway, right? Yeah. So whether they sell tickets to a movie or not, they're operating. So they're not losing as much money per ticket. You That's know? true. Yeah. Um, but they still have to technically pay for the ticket that goes. Yes, to- they have to. So let's say let's say they're charging you twenty dollars for an IMAX ticket, right? They still have to. Ninety percent of that ticket still has to go to the studio. I don't know if it's ninety. I'm just saying. I know it starts off, I know week one, it's like 90, it's like some high percentage. Week two, it goes down. Week three, it goes down. Eventually, it bottoms out to like whatever the percentages goes at the studio. So that still has to go to the studio. I wonder if they just cook their books and the studio has no idea what they actually, because with a process like this, you, I'm sure there's a way to shave off numbers and things like that. Maybe. I'm not, I'm not saying you should AMC. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, but call Marty Bird. They, they, I mean, there's a record of the ticket being sold to that movie in my AMC app, so I don't know if they shave anything. But I'm also, I also buy before Movie Pass and before very specifically AMC A list. I never bought concessions, right? But now I do. Now I buy concessions way more frequently. I don't sneak food in as often. Yeah, because now now you're feeling like you owe them. No, not necessarily. I'm just. I, I don't have to spend twenty dollars on a movie to I to take for me to go to the movies by myself is free now twenty dollars yeah. a month it's not free but twenty twenty dollars a month um so now like if I'm gonna now I'm more more than willing to drop ten dollars on 
pretzel nuggets and a drink. Yeah. I don't really get, uh, I guess I can get diet soda there. So maybe I'll get a diet soda. Um, so, so I'm way more willing. I don't do it every single time, but they're making more money off of me on concessions now than they did when I saw five movies a month. And that makes sense because they make that's, more money on uh-huh. their concessions. Yeah. So, um, for me, like that's a highlight of 2018 and, and I don't know. I would say I just want to I want to highlight I think my favorite movie of 2018. I think it's um, I'm almost positive I still have to finalize my list. I'm almost positive it's going to end up being my number one movie of 2018. Spider Verse. That Spider Verse was really good. Um, there's only like three movies that I would put anywhere up there as far as like mm-hmm. entertainment Name value. Them. So mine would be Infinity War, mm-hmm. Spider Verse, mm-hmm. and then actually we're going way back to like January or February Game Night. Yes, dude. That's I. I don't know if it's a top. I think that's in my top five. Yeah. Game Night was such a good movie, and it was it, it kind of like went under the radar too. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I don't know. Like they were talking about they had ideas for a sequel and everything, mm. but I don't know if it did well enough to get it. I really hope it did because I'd love to see those characters again. Yeah. Like there wasn't one bad spot in no, that movie. That was such a good movie. It is very high on my top ten list. Um, I, like movies like Tag. I, there was Tang and some other movie that I watched this year that are that I didn't put on my top ten list because um, it they were too close to Game Night and as as much as I enjoyed Tag, Tag was good. Um, I, Game Night just I think did it a little bit better um, and was 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 the, honestly just the first to do it and and be, I think did it better. Let's see. Oh no, it's in my. My top ten list is in my book at work. I was going to try to look at it. Um, for me, the reason I put Spider-Verse ahead of Infinity War is because I I had issues with Infinity War. Um, and honestly, I don't know if I... Infinity War might not even be in my top five, to be honest. Um, it's a slow movie, for sure. But I it, mean, it, it's a certainly, lot that happens in it, mm-hmm. but, but it's not necessarily... I feel about Infinity War similarly to how I feel about like Winter Soldier. Like Winter mm. Soldier wouldn't be what I would consider my my most entertaining movie mm. within like the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but I think it's the best. Uh, agreed. Yeah, I, I think um, I think Winter Soldier is the best made. Certainly not the most entertaining. Um, I think that from see to me, whereas I think Infinity War, Infinity War had so many pieces to it. That you have to give it props for that. Um, the story, I, I, there's a lot to enjoy about Infinity War. We, we did a whole panel about Infinity War. Uh, I have a feeling we're going to do a whole panel about Endgame. Endgame, yeah. But, but to me, I think Spider Verse is just the better superhero movie. Yeah, I, I would agree with you there. Um, and um, I think it's, I also think it's super entertaining. Best animated film of the um, year for sure. But yes, and and I had I thought incre- Incredibles. Okay, so Incredibles two was in my top three. It was in my top, if not number one. Incredibles two was. I really I thought it was almost animated or overall. Overall, okay. overall. I don't break it down like I just do overall. Okay. I really enjoyed Incredibles two. I thought it was almost as good as this as the original, if not. Not better, but almost as good, if not as good. Um, I think Spider Verse is a better film than that. I think it tells a better story. I think it. I think it takes a a story that we know really well in the Spider Man story, and I'm talking Peter Parker, and it and it plays on that. It makes fun of that, um, and it and it it just does a good job handling it. And then it introduces us to this new Spider Man um, that is not Peter Parker. Uh, and it does it in a fun way. It does it in a unique way. And just the animation style, like what they did to make this movie is incredible. Um, 
Well, you heard that like the first like like they did like ten frames, and the ten frames that they like tested with took them like a year, yeah, just to make sure that they were getting it right. Yeah, it, it is a movie that it just hit me in every every way that it needed to hit me to make it my favorite movie of the year. Spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it and and I I I still have to sit down and really think about it because it is so fresh in my mind because I did see it on the fourteenth, I think, um, but. So I don't want to be unfair because it's the movie that I saw most recently, but yeah. I, I do honestly think that it, it is, to me, not only the best movie of 2018, but I think my I think the best superhero movie I've ever seen. Yeah, Sony's been on a ball as it's, far as their well, films this year. <laughs> and I do give honorable mention to Venom, not because it's a good movie, <laughs> but because that, that movie is, is, it's a movie that should not work, should not have been made the way it was made. Uh, but it's so much, God, it's so fun. It is such a fun movie that I wanted to see, like, I will buy that movie eventually. I will watch that movie multiple times. It will be a movie that I always like and always enjoy. It is a fun superhero movie or anti-hero movie. Mm-hmm. It's just not, it's not good. That's funny. <laughs> it, it's not great. And it's a movie that shouldn't work. And it, and it does. It works. As a, it, It's a movie straight out of, like, the Sam Raimi years of superhero th- films. Like, it, it works on that level. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to see what they do and how they bring that character into the MCU or how they bring Tom Holland's Spider-Man into this movie. The Venomverse or whatever Yeah, it is. yeah. It, it is, it, it's a movie that shouldn't work that did. It's not on my list. It's an honorable mention because it's just that shit crazy movie that literally has a scene of a, a human male making out with his alter ego. I saw I saw that that happened. I didn't actually see the movie. Oh, you didn't not. see the movie? I did not. Oh my god, it's a movie you should see. It's it's Wait, I I'm, crazy. I'm always planning on seeing it, but I'm not I'm I'm not rushing out to see it or anything like that. It's uh in a world where A-list exists, it's a movie you absolutely see. I'm not on A-list. It's a movie you I'm, if, someone who sees 20 movies a year, I'm surprised you're not. Uh it's something that I think you should I don't know when the cutoff date is. It might be today. Um, before you like, if you if you subscribe by a certain date, I, let me do the math before you yeah. push an A list on me. Right, I don't know if I'm actually doing twenty movies a year. I, I can't believe that there's not that many movies. Like, like you don't see more than two movies a month. I guess you I, don't. I could, but I could comb through here and see like which movies we did. We could we could math it out, but we shouldn't do it on air. No, 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 no. <laughs> I just I, I, the person as a person who enjoys movies as much as I do, if not more. Uh, well, I think a, lately you've been enjoying yeah, movies more totally. than me, Mister Critic. Damn right. <laughs> uh, it, it is. It, it's uh, it's such a good investment. It just shocks me. That's enough of a list and, and movies though. What's uh? What would you co- say is your favorite movie of the year? Well, I think I think we just agreed. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no. Oh, uh, Spider Verse. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. No. I, I, it's it's just so good. Uh, moving away from like entertainment, but I want I do want to talk like personal things as well. I think one of the coolest things, some of the coolest things that happened in 2018 was was doing the panels. Yeah. Because um, that was that was opening the book to like a completely new chapter in like what kind of cool stuff we can do. Yeah. Like the fact that it could actually happen um, was amazing, and being able to like do. So con, I went to uh, more cons than I've ever gone to in any. Like last year, I just went to Wizard World. Uh, last, in 2017, I went to Wizard World and Pax Unplugged. Yeah. Only two cons I went to. And Wizard World. No, did I go to Wizard World last year? No, I don't think I did. No, I don't remember you no. going to because I think you were pissed off because you didn't get yeah, asked to be on yeah, the panel no, or or something like that. I I don't I don't know I don't think I even applied last year i think i i, I missed the boat or yeah. i thought i missed the boat and 20 
Yeah, because I don't remember you coming to the table or anything. No, 2018. I, I've I been tabling since 2017. Yeah. 2017 was your first year tabling, yes. right? Okay, so yeah, I didn't go in 2017. Yep. I wanted to, but there was... but And you had the pa- you, you had like your helper pass that you could have given me, but I said, I'm only going to be able to go one day. It's yeah. not worth it. Um, now, next year, we're going to have two tables, so we're going to have like eight people. Yeah. Like Next year's going to be crazy. So, so, But 2018 was the year that I went to, let's see, I think four cons. I went. To, we went to the Great Philadelphia Comic Con. Mm-hmm. I already got my table for next year at Great Philadelphia. Uh-huh. Oh, you're going so you're going to do the table at at, at both, yeah, at, both? At, at Greater Philadelphia okay. and at Wizard cool. World. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, they haven't opened up panel submissions yet, but um, my my goal for 2019 is to to do the cons that we did. Hopefully, get on to. So I, we did two cons this year. I want to do Keystone as well, and I want to do PAX if I have something to do at PAX. and try and do a panel at each one. I want to try to do a panel at each one. Um, at the very least, do do uh, media at each one. I, I foresee us doing a panel at least of the two that we already did. Yeah. We've got to prove it. Yeah, we record. made a name at those. And we had turnout. Very specifically at Wizard World. We had a yeah. The only turnout that I saw, now I say this as someone who didn't do the panel at Pax Unplugged, but Jeff's panel at Pax Unplugged, lying out the door. Very cool. Uh, every seat was filled. It was. And what was the subject of his panel? Uh, a table set for two. That's uh, right. That's right. Two player role play. Of course. So, so it, it, he was an expertise at that. But so so yeah, I went to Great Philadelphia Comic Con. Did a panel there. We went there for one day. Um, I think that's a two day con. I think it's three. I think it's Friday, Saturday. Oh, Sunday. is it a three day? I, I, I think so. You're right. It is. It is. It is. Uh, or at least it is this year. I think it was last year too. Um, I want to. I, I want to do at least one panel there, if not two again this year. Um, I think we have ideas for three. I think we, we, we you and I like came up with three panel ideas mm-hmm. so that we can. And I'm sh- there's plenty of time to come up with more yeah. if we need to. Uh, but I, w- I do want to do Philadelphia. What we did Philadelphia Comic Con, we did Wizard World. We ran panels at both of those. They were highlights for me, big time. Um, and then Keystone, I did media. This was the first year that Keystone was a Comic Con, um, which you didn't, didn't I did, go we, to. I didn't go to Keystone, but I did go to too many games. Um, and I, was I helped. I actually liked it. I mean, I I didn't have a video game to mm. present, and even the first video game that I'm working on, I don't think would be considered like too many games mm. level. Like it's yeah. not. It's it's a very casual game. I wouldn't expect yeah. to bring a game like that there. But but if I was going to do like a, a video game, I would want to bring it there because people seem to really enjoy the experience yeah. there. Yeah. Um, Keystone, I did media at, um, and it, Keystone. Um, what I what I really enjoyed for Keystone, and and uh, which is weird because it was the same company that put on PAX. Read Read uh, Pop bought PAX Penny Arcade, um, so that's why they started running the PAX conventions and. And which one's Read Pop? That's Wizard World or no? That's uh, New York Comic Con. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Emerald Comic Con, and then Keystone, uh, Pax Unplugged was their first Philadelphia con. Read Pop, um, and it was their first con that was not um, pop culture based. It was it was game based. Read Pop, I think, does Anime Next as well. They might. And for two yeah, years now, I've skipped Anime Next, even though I had tickets. <laughs> um, the. Read Pop did such a shit show last year with Pax Unplugged. It was terrible. I, yeah, definitely. And people people were complaining about it yeah. and everything. But to be fair, people were complaining about Wizard World last year too. Um, that was the first year, like I said, that I tabled. And people were furious. In 2017. About, yeah, because yeah. Of, of how things were laid out, mm-hmm. how how loud things were. Because mm-hmm. you weren't there for that. It was mm-hmm. atrocious. And which is weird because Wizard World was always a good con for me yeah, before and, that. But, but I think they changed hands and there was new ownership. Yes, Philly yes, is yes, the... Yes. 
biggest of the cons with the exception of I don't think they even have anything to do with like they're not San Diego Comic Con. No, 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 no. But no, Philly no. is the biggest show that Wizard World does. That Wizard World does. New yeah. York Comic Con New York, which is what Reed Pot does, I think even I think is even as far as attendance records, I think bigger than San Diego now. Yeah. Uh, I, I would like but, to go to that con just to see what, what it looks like because it, you got to figure it's, it's in a New York convention center. It's got to be humongous. Yeah. I think so. We told Rihanna and I spoke and we, we told each other that we were going to expand to start selling at a second show. And that's why we're doing the greater Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And you figure it's within an hour away. Like, yeah you don't have to worry about like getting a hotel or anything. I don't know if we would do this, the same thing if like we were going to New York because that's a hike. Um, yeah. I mean, specifically, and, and it costs money. The travel is, yeah. you need to get a hotel. I, th- I think that it would make sense to get a hotel. Yeah. Uh, I mean, going to New York. it would be a different situation maybe if, if I had an SUV or something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, you figure this year I'll have 18 books mm-hmm. that I can sell. I don't have enough space in my car. Like we, we ended up picking Matt up from the airport last year with a car full of stuff and we picked him up in two separate cars. He followed us back from the airport to the convention center, helped us load up. And then he took the car back to our house so he could shower and sleep and everything like that. And then get back in time to show people how the game worked and everything. So yeah, there's no, there's no world where we could go to New York and do all the stuff that we do at Philly in one car and make it work. And it, it, for me, it's always I, I, I feel that like the um, I feel that the the Comic Con like Wizard World and stuff like that like, that's such a weird market I think for an author because it's not necessarily what people are looking for. I actually think like and maybe very specifically your your Quantum Quest stuff. I think you would do really well at Pax Unplugged. Yeah, I mean we're definitely because you figure if things go the way that we're kind of pushing them to go in 2019, we should have the second one ready to sell. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at that point we were talking about doing a booth. Cause I think what, what was I telling you? The booth was like a thousand bucks or something. Yeah. Like that. It's, it's um, not, I guess it's not crazy expensive, but it sounds crazy expensive. Yeah. I mean, cause you figure the table at, at wizard world is three fifty. So like, all right, you don't sell a lot. You're not losing out that much. But if like you go to PAX and you know, if they if they're all gonna laugh at you, like it feels really bad to lose a thousand bucks. Yeah, but and not, not only that, but I'm not I'm I'm making my my games. I'm publishing them through the Game Crafter, so I'm not making the kind of money that someone who goes through mm. China is yeah. making off their game. So it's an even bigger risk for someone yeah. like me. But you are like you. Um People are going to Pax Unplugged very specifically to try new things, yeah, um, and and buy new things. So I think that's what's like uh, a big advantage to you doing Quantum Quest. It. But that's neither here nor there. But um, so so 2018, uh, I so Keystone was a great year first year for them. I much better than their first year with Pax Unplugged. Um, and, and that was a highlight, um, not necessarily, not because I got a media pass for them, but because I got to sit down and interview Mega Ran, uh, which was someone that was, has been on my get list for a while, just because I knew he's from the Philadelphia area. Um, he does the intro song for party of the, the party of one podcast that Jeff hosts. Uh, and he just, because he's a Philly guy, I wanted to get him on the show and I would still like to get him down for a, a long form interview and whatnot. But, um, I was very happy to get the 10, 15 minutes that he gave and we went a little longer than I, I was anticipating like 10 minutes and I think we went almost 20. Um, and then also, uh, this was like on, out of nowhere, the Sandy King, uh, Carpenter interview, John Carpenter's, uh, wife. Mm-hmm. That was such a fun, like interview that I was not expecting to do. Um, that fell into my lap and I, I, uh, 
the biggest complaint about Keystone that I had and shared with uh, with Sandy at least uh, was that they had the wrestling ring and the live band area like right there in the same room as everything else going on. And Sandy King was right there, like right. So she so, had to yell. To so get. like we had to, we, there was no way you could do an interview there. And, and I had talked to you and that was the same problem that they had at wizard world in 2017. It was too loud. That was, you know, people had to yell to their customers. Um, and that's, that's, it's one thing to be like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm talking to fans and everything like that. But like, if you're trying, if you're like a nobody like me and you're trying to sell something and they don't understand what you're saying because they yeah. can't hear you, that is like a huge detriment. And it was yeah. like no amount of bagels and orange juice in the morning is going to make up for that. So, right. Uh, and so, so, and they also to wrap up that con, um, which I'm shocked that they didn't do that PAX unplugged this year, but they had a, they had two rooms reserved for attendees um, and then another one I think reserved for exhibitors and media and stuff uh, to wrap up and say what did you like what did you hate and I didn't say anything I went there just to experience what that was like and I liked that over the survey that they sent for PAX the first year PAX 2017 I I said nasty things I was like this was awful like I was very unhappy as a paying I was a paying customer at 2017's PAX Unplugged yeah. for PAX Unplugged 2018 I had I was media again and and uh, a highlight simply because um, A it was another con that I got to do um and uh, I got to do his media, uh, and they reversed everything. It was a complete 180. They listened to people, um, and not very. I mean, maybe very specifically me, probably not. But just everyone. Well, I'm as sure a, whole. a lot of people had complaints because it was the same thing. Like I said at, mm. at, at Wizard World, and, and logistically, that convention center has just got to be very difficult to do right and do right from a financial standpoint yeah. because. You can open up so much of the sweet space, but you have to pay for that space. So, like, mm-hmm. are you going to take the risk and open it up further? And and I, I personally, PAX 2018, like, I didn't really have much to complain about. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't submit anything, so I can't even complain about that. I would still say that maybe, and this might just be not knowing who the local gaming people are in Philadelphia, but... I know Jeff did a panel there. I don't know if anyone else submitted panel ideas that I know. Um, it still seemed like it was light on Philly-centric people as far as panelists go. They had a yeah. whole local Philly like thing going on on Sunday. They had in, in the in like the dev room or the learn to play area. They had a lot of local Philly showcase there, which was great. That's that, that answered some I think issues that people had when it came to that. But um, I would like to see more Philly entertainers on stage. Well, I, you're a big push, you know, of, of that kind of stuff. Whether it's podcasting mm. or you know game stuff, you you want to make sure. I mean, you're you're like the Philly guy. Like, yeah, you're Phil- very Philadelphia, and and James Damato will argue that it's Chicago, but Philadelphia, I think, is is the podcast well, podcasting capital of of at least the states. Um, there is a strong independent market in in um, Chicago, um, and probably better known. Now you're saying podcasting or gaming? Podcasting. Okay. Also gaming. Also gaming. They're pretty big in gaming. I can't. But I can't. But I would say that bigger. Chicago is huge for yes. gaming. I, and, and I can't comment on who's on who's bigger because yeah. I just don't. I don't know the. You gaming just haven't world. measured up yet. I, well, I, and I I'm maybe in in 2019 hopefully going to do some some work in the gaming world whether it's actual play or uh, podcasting or even design. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping to to do there are some of my goals in 2019 but in um, 2018 uh you know it, 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 it's as far as my uh, pot i feel like that there's maybe bigger known podcasts in chicago but i don't think there, there's a larger independent scene 
when it comes to podcasting than Philadelphia. And I think the proof is in the the podcast festivals that each city runs. Uh, Chicago has a very nice podcast festival that features known players, but Philadelphia podcast festival in the summer, it doesn't get bigger than over four days of podcasting with over 60 shows that, yeah. that happened last year. And it's in, and, and it, I mean, the festival that is going to be coming up in, in a few weeks here, um, January 27th, uh, plug, 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 uh, is the Everything is Awesome Headstrong Comedy Festival that is strongly podcast influenced. First year we've expanded beyond one venue and we got... Uh, not, not, not even just, oh, we're going to be at two. Like We have 23 podcasts coming to our festival. We have over 20 comedians in improv um, comedians coming to the festival. We needed four locations. Uh, Tattooed Mom, our headquarters, love that place. Um, we get, we're going to have uh, Milk Boy on South Street. We're going to have South Street Cinema, obviously on South Street, and we're going to venture a little bit further to 17th and Fairmont for Thirsty Dice for our actual play content. Um, so four great venues that are are all donating their space. There's there's one that's that's not, but still giving us a really great deal on that space um, and, and are all about the, the independent arts of uh, Philadelphia and, and, and all about the community. And I, if my dopey festival can get 23 shows in, um, then the, and a lot of them are shows that I recognize now. And some of them are still first year, like the first year podcast, but um there's a lot of return shows as far as like doing you were a shows. first year podcast once upon a time. I was, yeah, and 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 I'm happy to bring the first year podcast on. I like how you were like, you know what? I was, I was, <laughs> I was all those years ago. Anyway, uh, so but that, um, I don't know. We got on a tangent there, but yeah, the, us tangent. the the twenty nine the twenty eighteen festival circuit was, uh, was a highlight for me. Um, obviously, you know, what was, so I guess, what was your big highlight for 2018 on a personal level or, or not personal? Cause, cause I would say personal, like hobby level or, or like from like a, family. from like a creator's kind of creator. Well, I mean, so this was the year where we made quantum quest a thing. I mean, we were playing it in 2017, mm-hmm. but, but it's actually, you can buy it now. Um, yeah. You know, it's what, the Kickstarter was 2017 or 2018. So the first Kickstarter, when we tried to do like the fifteen thousand dollar goal and get it printed in China, that was late 2017. But 2018 was the it was the f- successful Kickstarter. Okay. Um. So I think probably what we're going to end up doing is we still have to do a lot of testing for the expansion, but 2019 should be an, another. We're going to publish the the expansion. Mm-hmm. Um. And then if things go well, I mean, not a lot of people know about this yet, but we're working on like a, a video game tie-in. Yeah. Um. You know, that's it's it's always cool like trying out something new. Um, so it'll be cool to see number one if uh, if we can make it happen. Number two, if we can work with somebody who who is familiar and comfortable in that industry and kind of use them as like a, a guy to go to when the next game is is time to roll around. Because I mean, it's the thing that you and I both know and do very well. Once we find something that we like doing, we never stop doing it. Yeah, so yeah. it'll be nice to maybe 20 years from now say I have five video games made or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, I would say creatively 20, uh, 2018, I, I stumbled a bit with the podcasting stuff, especially the end of the year, but some, some pretty big things happened, which I'm sure I've talked about in pre-intros or in 
post it or whatever you say. The intros that I record after the show, post intros. I'm sure I've talked about because I haven't recorded them yet, so I'm going. I'm going to, uh, where you know, obviously the anniversary of my uncle's passing is huge for me. My father being diagnosed um, with with some heavy cancer. Um, Put, took a big toll on me creatively at the end of the year. And I, and I know that, and I, my goal was to not let it happen this year, but the, you know, there was extra stuff this year. Um, so the, so we'll see what 2019 brings. At, but at the end of the day, you also have a full-time job. So it's very <laughs> yeah. difficult. I don't think anyone could, could fault us for being like, Oh, you're not doing, you know, like things as creatively as you should. Yeah. But like it, there's, it's not like a day ever goes by where you're not doing something for your podcast. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, there's a lot of people who are just creatively drained when stuff like that happens and then they're gone for months. Yeah. You know, like it's they're completely well, wiped and, out and, and stuff. I, I mean, I pretty much slept away for two for two months from October. October 17th was the last time we posted something. As, as yeah, but I mean, you've been working at stuff for there's the, other, yes, the festival. The festival and yes, yes, you're right. You're right. You need uh, an assistant is what you need. I mean, yeah, that's it needs to start paying money. Uh, or at least breaking even. But anyway, uh, I, w- I don't know. I'm trying to think like personally, like, you know, I, I can't say anything like new really happened um, personally for, for me that as far as like what I'm really happy about. Just the, the continued like growth of like seeing my family like do what they do and, and like especially the kids. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, your your nuclear family has been going really well, really well for a long time now. Yeah. So. Um. And uh. And just and, and like to see like like Jen have like just like a f- like successful year with with what she does professionally and not really like want to <laughs> not teach anymore. Uh. Was, and, that, and that does happen a yeah. lot. So it's good that even even in like the kind of situation she's in, where like you know where she is yeah, is kind yeah, of a struggle yeah. and everything that she's still happy doing what she's doing. Yeah, yeah, she had, it was a even this year like the second half of 2018 is obviously one different school year than with the school year she's in for the the um the school year here. Uh and and both sets of kids just really good kids and whatnot. Um and uh yeah, it's just it's that and just like man, seeing Trey like both kids, both Trey and Aubrey, just like being full little humans, but like Trey can read, like that's that blows my mind. So I've yeah. been able to read for for months now. Yeah, seeing him at the convention was yeah. like that was a strange feeling. That it was, was like, cool. dude is like, I'll tell you what, that as a personal moment, that's probably my biggest personal highlight of 2018 is, and and, and next year we plan on going as a family on Sunday um, because Aubrey kind of wants to go and, yeah. and Jen doesn't want to go, but she'll go. It's, it's easier Broadway. to wrangle two but, kids with two parents. But like going to Pax Unplugged with Trey was such a highlight for me. Mm-hmm. And seeing like we like the game he fell in love with was this stupid little card game called Spot It that he got for Christmas and we played it last night and, and he loves it and, and just like seeing him like see board games in a new in a new light, I guess. Yep. Um and, and it was just such that was a big personal highlight for me. Personal highlight for you, twenty eighteen. Well, we got Maisie. That was nice. Yes. Uh, we got a new dogs. We have, we have a we have a third fuzzy baby now, so that was nice. Um, she's a little menace right now. Uh, she is out of her cage because I I came in probably at ten o'clock, and I'm going to say at ten o five she managed to pull her way out of the cage because that's what she does, and we act like. We don't know it. How'd you get out of your cage? Like we're talking to like a kid. Who how do you know, know she got, is, is, How do you know she got out? Oh, I just know it. I could feel it in my bones, Kev. <laughs> Every time we put her in that cage, she freaks out like I'm stuck here forever. And, and she then she, she finds her way out. We find her on the couch. 
it makes there's less of a mess if she's in the cage and gets out than if we like clip it shut so that she can't get out. Like she will pee and poop and everything all over that cage and make her life miserable. So we make it like it's like it's like it's our idea that she gets out of the cage. Nice. Uh, real briefly, he, now that we're in 2019, uh, at least when this, when this airs, we'll be in 2019. What are your like some of your 2019 goals? So I'd like to finish up the Telus books that I have that mm-hmm. need to be done. Um, I still have. So Heart of the Forest is going to be coming out February 1st. Stealing Ceremony should come out in May. The Quantum Quest novelization should be coming out shortly after that. And then the only two books that I still have to actually write are a couple of short stories to finish up the Telus Legends collection and then the Maelstrom, which is like bare bones. Like that that one's going to take me a long time because that's like deep history Telus yeah. stuff. Um, the Quantum Quest expansion should come out. The Quantum Quest video game. I'm hoping to put some some kind of stride on, and then if if things work out, then maybe we're making a little bit more money, and there's a little bit more money to throw into Telust and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm um, personally, I'm I'm trying. My goal, you know, we're we're talking about uh, like what to do for the wedding. Like we, we have a date and stuff in mind, but with is every, it 2019 that the wedding is going to be or further 20, out? Tw- 2020, but there's obviously factors that might make us do something else. Um, but we're, it's pre- that we're going to be getting serious about talking about like what we need to do and, and, and play, like getting officially things booked and planned and whatnot and, and having a contingency plan on some certain aspects. And of it's that. awesome considering you guys were the guys who were like, no, never get married. No, 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 no. Well, it's funny. But I said that, I said that after the first failed marriage I had. Yeah. Um, I mean, you guys both had different reasons and, for it. And, but. but, but I very specifically, like there was a moment very early, very early on that I knew I wanted to, and it was before. Before the like, we knew we were pregnant, and I think before we even got pregnant. So, and and we were only together for a few months when we got pregnant with with Trey. Um, but I before that happened, like I knew that I wanted to to marry Jen. Like I and I like I knew I wanted to be with her for the rest of my life. She uh, she very blatantly says that if it wasn't for the kids, she would not be with me. Uh, I like to pretend that's a joke, but we don't know. <laughs> Uh, but like it's and 2018 for the most part has been a very good year for us. Like just on a, like a, a relationship level, I feel at least. And I, and I, and I'm hoping to carry that through to 2019 and whatnot, but success breeds success, Kev. Yes. You're a full-time panelist now. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so, but 2019, we're going to be getting that, getting that up and, um, and hopefully kind of having at least things nailed down for what we need to do. Um, creatively, there's a lot of a lot of goals. I need to restructure like a lot of things with that's entertainment. I want to get things LLC'd, but that, like I just need money. To, yeah, that's it, not exactly. That's not, not cheap. cheap. Yeah, but I want to get things LLC'd and trademarked and stuff so that we can be a little bit more professional and try to make money because I just don't want to make money on my on my name. You know, because yeah. I want it to be able to to be funneled through an actual. You want it to entity. be professional. Yeah. Um, so, but I, but more, that's not really, that's more business-like than it is creative. Creatively, there's a lot I want to do. I want to, my goal for 2019 with the podcast is to like not fall into the slump that I fall into. So once we're, we should be officially caught up probably by uh, right around, right after Trey's birthday, uh, like the, the third week of January, um, as we're entering the festival time, um, we should be, uh, caught up with things and I want to stay caught up and not get into the trap of where, and, and 
God willing, and I'm not a God person, but God willing, there's nothing else that's going to get thrown at us family-wise that, that could... I mean, there's. I know that there's a big chance that something could, and I'm trying to go into 2019 knowing that and knowing and not letting that stop me. Also, kind of on a personal slash creative level, there's something that I promised I would do um, when my when my uncle passed away, and that was like sit down and record with family and sit down and record. Because like, you can always have video, you can always have pictures and whatnot, but you never have something that you can have on the go with you. Like to hear that loved one's voice and like what sucks is like I I forget my uncle's voice like I kind of have it in the back of my head but you have some old shows with him I do I do so I'm lucky that I do I can go back and listen to that but like for the most part like I I, that's stuff that I'm not going to show Colin (laughs) at all until he's much older yeah but I want to sit down and I want to sit down with people that knew my uncle and I want to sit down with it's just my family now, you know, knowing the things that go on with my father and stuff. And I want to sit down and record and just learn about family, learn about our history and have all that stuff recorded so that when people aren't around anymore, you know, the the descendants, the grandchildren can sit down and listen to all that. I got a couple of voicemails from my grandmother who passed away like five years ago. So, like, And, I know and one of the well. things that sucks is I don't know how it happened, but when I went to this phone, I lost voicemails from my uncle. Yeah. Uh, which sucks, but like I said, I do have the recordings. I want to do that. I, I, I want to do... Action. Someday, you're going to be dead, and it's yeah. not going to matter. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, but I, I want to get, get more into the game uh, role-playing world as well. So that's a big like 2019 push. Playing for me. and creating. I want to play, yes, and I want to create. And I, but I, I want to play like I want to. I want to do more board gaming. I, like I would like to get back to even if it's not D and I want to get. We were to talking about trying schedule. to do something like once every other month. Um, yes, I would love to do something at minimum at, like six times a year. Yeah. I would love to try to find a way to do it monthly at some point because um, I think it's important to set away set aside that time to just do it. I also want to do it in a somewhat creative manner too for creative professional i should say where i want to do actual plays i want to design an rpg this year so uh, there's a some lofty goals i want to finally get that first goddamn novel written uh that that i've been promising for over a decade um i would love to do a screenplay but with my other goals in mind i can realistically say that's probably not an option for 2019 and maybe make it a 2020 thing but a lot of personal and creative personal and creative professional goals going on for me in 2019. Hopefully, I get one of them done. Uh, one thing I can actually say for 2018 that I, I said I wanted to do was, was was get healthier. And that's something that I Yeah, you I did, a, did a monumental job. And I'm actually heavier than I was than at the beginning of 2018 because we wow. got Maisie and uh, yeah. all the exercise, all the, the food stuff yeah. that went right out the freaking window. 20, 2018, I started at 260. And, and as of now, I've uh, uh, since Thanksgiving, I've, I've gone up a few pounds, but I'm okay with gaining a couple pounds. At the I end think of the everybody year. does from October 31st to yeah. around this time of the year. For me, it's been since uh, since just the week before Thanksgiving to now. I've gone I've gone up and down and, and really just kind of had two, week, two weeks of weight gain just this last two weeks here it's been fluctuating every other week you're putting on winter weight it's but, all right but it's it's fine because i know it's, i'm now in the new year i'm gonna i'm gonna get out again but i ended the year at 208 so i lost uh well 52 uh, as about. as per uh because i started at 250 um on weight watchers so as per weight watchers around 42 but yes there was an extra 10 pounds at the start of the year that that was not part of the weight watchers loss i lost 10 pounds doing my normal sugar Cut Perch, everything, yeah, um, and 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 whatnot. So, um, but yeah, so so I lost fifty two pounds in twenty eighteen, which is nuts. That's a small child. That's a, that is a small child. That's probably how much Trey weigh. Or maybe 
maybe he's 57. It's almost what Trey weighs. Anyway, uh, where can people find you? Well, hold on. There's one more thing that I want to talk about. We talked about movies. We talked about conventions. But we didn't talk about TV, unless you want to talk about Bandersnatch. Um, <laughs> have you seen Haunting of Hill House? I have not. It's, you have got it's, to see I, that. Uh, that. I mean, and, and I saw it recently. So you're going through like the same thing as like the Spider-Man thing with you. Yeah. So like it, it's very recent in my mind. But that was the best TV show that I've seen I've heard a lot of probably things, in like two or three years. I can't even tell you what my favorite TV show of 2018 has been because... I, I I honestly have only been watching the Arrowverse stuff, yeah, and um and Doctor Who, which I'm even behind on. And the, I'll tell you, I, I think the thing that I think surprised me the most was The Walking Dead. Yeah, The you know, Walking Dead was on kind of on a decline, and it's been that and Arrow are like the two shows that were like were eh, in the last few years. And they kind of pepped up. They pepped up. I mean, Arrow pepped up last year too. Um, I really liked their like as an event. I thought the Elseworlds Elseworlds event was really good. Like yeah. that's I guess my favorite. And they're thing. always good for that kind of stuff. Like they're they're a very robust like Flash, crossover series and everything. The like Flash that. and Supergirl continue to be my favorite thing. Actually, you know what? Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, that kind of picked up that too. That show is just so bananas crazy that I love it. I think the I think the storytelling is better on the Flash and Supergirl. But if you're talking about like you know you can recognize something as being really good and then there's something that's just really fun like. Legends of Tomorrow is the DC TV Guardian. Yeah. Uh, it's just so much fun to watch that show. Yep, yep. Um, but, yeah, we'll have to do, because uh, I'm running, I should be back at work now. Uh, so, we'll have to do another maybe episode on, well, we need to find time to do like, do like a, maybe we have to spend like, uh, next year, we'll have to spend December doing like, best of TV, best of movies. Yeah, best that's of, actually not a bad idea. Life. Um, we'll We'll do awards. Yeah, 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 yeah. They won't get them. <laughs> yeah, they won't get them. All right, uh, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Telus, T-E-L-L-E-S-T. You can find me on Facebook at Telus Books. Um, and then, of course, on the website, www.telus.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at that nerdy Kev. That's where I do most of my tweeting and twatting. Uh, you can find the show on Twitter at Real Awesome Pod or at Real Awesome Pod on Facebook.com. Though I would say best place to get me is on Twitter at that nerdy Kev. You can email us at awesome at awesome at crudehumorstudios.com uh, you can find us on awesomepodcast.com please 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 go to festival.awesomepodcast.com to get more details on the festival that we're putting together to raise money for Headstrong Headstrong is a local uh, Pennsylvania Delaware County organization that helps families that are afflicted by um, by cancer they, they go to the uh, University of Pennsylvania and help families there they help families uh, with their headstrong house uh, to put people up if they need to. Uh, they do really, really great things. Our goal is to raise $500. At the time of this recording, we're 10% of the way there. Uh, by the end of January, I would like to say that we at least hit that 500. Um, and you can go to headstrong. Nope. You can go to bit.ly slash headstrongfest, bit.ly slash headstrongfest to donate directly to the fundraiser webpage. If you're going to be out at the festival, you can donate online. We're going to have ways that you can donate with cash if that's what you prefer to do at the festival. Um, and I can't wait to be part of that festival. And, and this is the biggest thing I've ever put together. So uh, I'm going crazy. But uh, so so the biggest thing you can do for me is go to festival.awesomepodcast.com and bit.ly slash headstrongfest and donate some of your hard-earned cash to Headstrong. Uh, they deserve your money more than anybody else. Uh, for Everything is Awesome, I'm Kev. I'm Mike. We'll see you next time right here on awesomepodcast.com. 
Once again, uh, I don't actually know if I need to record an outro for this episode, but I'm going to because it's been months, months removed from that episode I am. I'm a different Kev, completely different. That was 2018 Kev. 2018 Kev was stressed, man. 2018 Kev, um, at the time of that recording, was like fucking going crazy because his father was diagnosed with stage four cancer 2018 kev was going crazy because he had to put together a festival a four uh, a one day four venue festival with like three or four times the amount of like it was an insane amount of podcasts and comedians and something that i've never done to that scale really at least on my own i've never done something that big on my own before so that was like a, a completely different kev um, who was looking, looking for the positive, and and 2019 Kev's here. He found the positive baby, uh, and um, it's it's cool to send him back to that episode and uh, hearing what uh, uh, the past versions of ourselves uh, thought. And, and and as far as the pop culture stuff is, like I kind of stand by a lot of that, uh, a lot of what we said, like especially like Spider-Man of the Spider uh, Verse animated film is still, you know, so many months removed is still. I think the best movie of 2018 uh, one of the, the best animated flick Oscar uh, rightfully so I think even should have been uh, a contender for best picture overall. Um, I think, and I didn't see a lot of those movies. Um, I tend to not see best picture movies uh, not on purpose. That just, it's, it's just how kind of the differences between what uh, the Academy thinks and what I think um and whatnot but uh into the spider-verse was a best picture quality film and at least it won best animated feature i think it could have gone home with something bigger in my opinion but uh anyway uh thank you all for listening uh i'm gonna i I kept you pretty long uh in the intro and uh, i don't want to keep you much longer here in the outro uh keep on uh you know keep up with the resistance fivecalls.org um use that site and service make five calls as their app uh to let your representatives know how you feel um and let your voice be heard uh make a difference be positive thank you for spending the last uh, i think this one's probably about an hour or so um you know with with me and mike and uh on everything is awesome here and if you're supporting this show no matter what that means to you sharing a tweet word of mouth uh, recommendations and uh, five-star iTunes rating and review, or if you're uh, like Mike uh, D'Angelo, actually, and and Priest Pulse, uh, supporting us on Patreon.com/slash/ThatNerdyKev. Uh, thank you so 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 much for supporting us. It means the world on every level, especially if you're throwing us cash, because I know what that means. Um, there's also like if you don't want to do a subscription-based thing, we also have, uh, and by we I mean I also have a Kofi. Kofi.com slash that nerdy kev where you, or maybe it's pronounced coffee ko-fi.com slash that nerdy kev uh, where you can buy me a coffee for three bucks and um, that money uh, you know probably won't actually go towards coffee it'll probably go towards uh, you know hosting costs and um, hopefully you know forming an LLC for Crew Dreamer Studios so that uh, we can really start like running this thing professionally and um, being able to pay people in a way that doesn't feel shady, uh, doesn't really affect me out of pocket that much. Uh, so that's like my, that's my 2019 goal is to hopefully, 
uh, legitimize the business a little bit, even if we're not making money uh, in, a, in a real sense. Anyway, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, right here, everything is awesome. Part of the That's Entertainment Podcast Network on thatentertains.com slash network. And, of course, on awesomepodcast.com. We like to end everything is awesome with a call to action. Super friends, there are a lot of terrible things happening right now. It can feel like you can't do anything to help, but you can. It takes people like us to make a difference. One of the easiest and most effective ways to action is to call your representatives about issues that are important to you. When I call my reps, I use a site called fivecalls.org. That's the number five, calls.org. There, you'll find issue summaries for issues that are important to you, contact information for your representatives, and a script to read while you're on the phone to make sure your message gets across. Calling is quick, easy, and is one of the most effective ways to have your voice heard. Thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon.com slash entertains. Without their support, we wouldn't be able to bring this episode to you. If you want to support us in a non-monetary way, word-of-mouth recommendations and five-star rating reviews on iTunes are the best way to spread the good word of awesome. You can find us on Facebook.com and Twitter at RealAwesomePod or at AwesomePodcast on Instagram. And we're available on AwesomePodcast.com and ThatEntertains.com slash network. Get news about everything is awesome from our website, social media accounts, and also on my personal Twitter at ThatNerdyKev. If you're interested in ad rates, live appearances, help with your podcast, or have a question or comment, email us at Awesome at CrudeHumorStudios.com. Everything is Awesome is a production of That's Entertainment Podcast Network in association with Crude Humor Studios. Crude Humor Studios is a Philadelphia-based production company specializing in audio, video and live performances you can find more info at crewmerstudios.com thanks for listening super friends we've been awesome that's entertainment podcast network entertainment and culture artist owned fan supported